Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. And welcome everybody, Bob Stoffer live at Rogers Place on a game night, game five. The Edmonton Oilers and the Los Angeles Kings. Irish singer, songwriter, Paul Houston, a.k.a. Bono, turned 62 years of age today. Back in 1987, uh, the year in which the Edmonton Oilers did have the greatest team of all time, the 86-87 team. I know 80-45 won it, but the 86-87 team for me was the best team. In 1987, their album Joshua Tree with U2, 156 weeks on the U.K. chart. Obviously, one of the world's best-selling music artists, having sold more than 170 million records worldwide. They've won 22 Grammy Awards. We'll have a bit of a uh, U2 theme on today's show. We're going to have some fun, get after it, a lot to get to. There's been some changes to the Oilers lineup, uh, some changes to the line combos. We'll tell you that Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your... Next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Coming up on today's show, it's a Tuesday Sportsnet spec for the horses and horse racing Alberta. Reminder, live thoroughbred racing Century Mile, 345 post time on Fridays and Saturdays. So spec will join us today. We'll have a full preview of the game in the first half hour. Tell you about the lineup changes and line combo changes for the Edmonton Oilers. Get into our Oilers now audio vault. We'll hear from Connor McDavid, Duncan Keith, and Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft. And at 135, uh, a guy heavily involved in the miracle in Manchester. He scored one of the biggest goals in LA Kings history. Longtime Kings radio analyst. Uh, a guy that is renowned for his uh, clothing. He's a special personality. Daryl Evans will uh, make an appearance on today's edition of Oilers Now as well. Here's how you get hold of us. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. We will tell you that the River Cree is 100% restriction-free. Daily food specials, spectacular live music each weekend. For more information, head to rivercreeresort.com. And you can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com. It is Bono's birthday. You can send in your favorite U2 songs. And if you don't like U2, too bad. You can tweet us at Oilers now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. You can tweet Brendan Escott, who's back in the chair at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. Brendan, uh, I'm going to bring you in early. I'm going to give you some numbers. The Edmonton Oilers are third in the league in playoff goals, scoring 4.25 goals against per game. They're fourth in the league in goals against two and a half. They're second on the power play at 35.7. They're second in PK at 93.3. And their goaltender has a 942 save percentage through the first four games. Brendan, how in the heck is this series tied 2-2? 
Uh, well, because so much of the damage was done when that second game or third game there, Bob was already sewed up. It was completely sewed up. And I think that Ryan Nugent Hopkins might be a very prime example of that, whose um, surface numbers look pretty strong. But in reality, as far as the actual impact it had on the outcome of a game in the series, maybe less so in that game where the score got run up. So I think we've had two games in which 14 goals cumulatively have been scored. And that's what happens. All right. So today's top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, the Legacy Heating and Cooling. We jump quickly into our Oilers Now lineup report for Craig Hummel at REMAX Excellence. Find your dream home. Sell your old home. Sold today. Edmonton.ca. Yes, Apuliarvi has been moved off of the line with McDavid and Kane. Kyler Yamamoto moves up to that spot. Ryan McLeod goes from 4C to 2LW. He's on the second line left wing with Leon Dreisaitl, who uh, clearly has been labored at points during this season and uh, in the second half of the year and in the playoff series. And on the right side, Zach Hyman moves from left to right wing. So again, McDavid with Kane and Yamamoto, Dreisaitl with Hyman on the right side and McLeod on left wing. Ryan New and Hopkins will center Josh Archibald as well as Yessa Poliarvi. And then the Edmonton Oilers will have Derek Ryan centering Warren Fogle and Zach Cassian on their fourth line. That was the Oilers' third line to start the year. Just remember that. The Fogle, Ryan, and Cassian line was the Oilers' third line to start the season. Nurse was CC, Keith and Bouchard, Kulak and Perry, Mike Smith. We gave you the numbers. A 942 save percentage in this series. He's career 932 in the playoffs. Oilers 5 for 14 on the power play in the series, 14 to 15. The Kings are getting a ton of shots on goal, but they're also shooting from everywhere. And I do mean everywhere. LA expected to go with the same lineup. Andre Kopitar with Alex Ayafalo. Speaking of you too, after he scores in Los Angeles, they play I Will Follow. Uh, Kopitar with Ayafalo and Kempe Deneau with Moore and Grunstrom, who impacted the game with a couple hard net drives. Edmonton's got to Edmonton's got to improve the gamesmanship. They got to be driving the net. They got to make things more difficult for Jonathan Quick. Blake Lazat with Brendan Lemieux and Dustin Brown. Lemieux's been effective. He's uh, sucked guys into going off the ice with him. And uh, the Oilers either need to ignore him or they need to hit back. And then Kupari with Velarde and uh, Kaliev on a rookie line. On defense, Mikey Anderson with Matt Roy. Ollie Bata with Sean Dursey. Alex Edler with Troy Stetcher. Those two played together in Vancouver. John Quick has uh, got in this series an 894 save percentage. Again, Mike Smith is at 942. John Quick is at 894. If I had told you that before the series started, you would have probably thought the Oilers would have swept the Kings in four straight. That has not happened. LA's got some tough metrics other than shots. They're getting, they're getting a ton of shots. Lowest shooting percentage in the NHL in the regular season, lowest shooting percentage in the playoffs as well. They shoot from everywhere. To our orders now, Audio Vault for direct workwear. Proud to offer on-site seamstress services and embroidery. Get your workwear and have it customized all in one trip. Jay Woodcroft, Oilers head coach, had this to say on where the improvement needs to be tonight. For us, we have some areas of focus that we want to improve on. Um, in the end, you know, that game didn't go to accor- according to script or according to our plan. 
Um, we as a group have put the onus on looking at our game and talking about us and what we can do better. And certainly there's some areas that can improve. There's been swings of emotion and there hasn't been, you know, I mean, the Oilers, to be honest, I don't think Edmonton's really had a great start in any of the games yet. Uh, the 6 nothing game, we were scoreless through the opening period. The game three in L.A., Kings had 19 shots and goal. Again, they, they, and maybe it's part of the psychology of what they attempt to do, but they put a lot of pucks to Lynette. Uh, the Oilers were up 2 nothing after one. And so we, we haven't seen sustained... Uh, you know, one team being able to continue to to sort of have the energy and the mojo, mojo going in this series. Here's Jay Woodcroft on the ability to bounce back from a loss. I think any time a team comes off of a, a loss, uh, their level of urgency goes up because there's only so many games to be played in a playoff series. So that's a natural human nature type of thing. Um, for us, uh, you know, we've said it since Dave and I came up from Bakersfield for two and a half months, which has been our focus focuses on getting better every single day uh, and there's ways you can get better coming off of a non-win um, and for us that's where we put our attention and our focus uh, once again uh, Jay Woodcroft was asked about going up against Todd McClellan he had these comments I think as the series evolves, um, patterns emerge, and there are small um, adjustments that get made on both sides. As I said earlier, for us, our um, emphasis and our focus is on us, on the things that we can do better. And uh, certainly, um, there are some areas that, that, that we're focusing on. And you can text us at 780 uh, I apologize. I made a mistake on the Century Mile post times. 6.15 on Friday, 3.45 on Saturday out at Century Mile for the uh, third red racing. So there you go. Uh, again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Connor Yamamoto up on a line with Connor McDavid and Evander Kane. Zach Hyman with McLeod. And Leon Dry said, "List is not surprising. Uh, hockey, in theory, is a meritocracy, and so far, yes, a Pulleyarvi uh, hasn't. I actually think Pulleyarvi's positioned to to maybe have some success. Maybe he can drive a little bit more play uh, with Ryan Nugent Hopkins. And, and Jay Woodcroft had this comment on RNH and adding Pulleyarvi to his wing." I think uh, Nugent Hopkins has played in, uh, exceptionally well in the two and a half months that I've been here. I thought when he was hurt and not in our lineup, that was noticeable when Nuge wasn't there to anchor the three-hole. I think um, he's somebody uh, who makes other people around him better. And uh, for me, I think um, you know that line's been a good line for us. Nuge's line has been a good line. I think he you know, he, he found himself on the score sheet in game number three there, um, and it was through a, a bunch of hard effort. So I'm excited to see what he brings tonight. All right. Meanwhile, Connor McDavid had these comments on how Kyler Yamamoto compliments his game. It makes plays. You know, he's a guy that uh, keep, keeps the puck alive, you know, works hard, gets on the forecheck. You know, same, similar to Jesse, but, uh, you know, I like playing with both. But tonight, I guess Yam was a guy. All right, and McDavid added some additional thoughts on how the players reacted to the line shuffle. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's uh, it's anything new. Um, you know, it's not the first time that, uh, you know, the 
the lines will be like that. Um, I think every all the lines. I think everybody is. It's been that way at least some point throughout the year. So it's not like you know this is just something uh, that uh, that is random. So um, you know when you, you you have a performance like Game Four and, and you don't get the result you're looking for, I would think you'd expect changes and obviously some a few little tweaks here and there. And we're looking for a bit of a spark. And then McDavid went into some more specific comments on the tweaks they need to make. I think we've created plenty of opportunities and, and we've scored lots of goals. Um, you know, so I don't think offensively that's that's an issue. Um, you know, preventing them from from getting their chances is obviously what we want to focus on, and you know, continuing our, our hard track and um, you know, not allowing entry into our zone and um, you know, making it hard on their offensive guys. That's Connor McDavid, the Oilers captain, who comes into tonight's game in his NHL playoff career in 25 games played, 12 goals and 28 points. He's due to break out. I'm telling you that right now. I mean, three straight two-point games got held off the score sheet, did create some opportunities. End of the first, end of the second. Uh, Oilers lost some momentum on one of their power plays in that game against Los Angeles when Barry and, and Nugent Hopkins did, had a combined for a takeaway and Barry got stripped. And uh, Deneau, who's been very effective for the L.A. Kings, uh, went in and Mike Smith made a huge save. All right, Duncan Keith, meanwhile, he and Evan Bouchard are looking to bounce back. And Keith had these comments uh, on mentoring uh, younger Oilers defensemen. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've talked a lot. Uh, I think all the defensemen have talked a lot, try to communicate as much as we can, especially with who you're playing out there with and trying to be on the same page. So, um, But I definitely uh, take a lot of pride in, in trying to you know, uh, be at my best to, to help my partner out, uh, Evan. And, and uh, you know, I think it's uh, overall it's been a good partnership. Um, and, uh, you know, we get a keep building and, and try to be better than we were last game. And uh, the thing about L.A. that's interesting, they funnel pucks to the net. Let's face it, they shoot it a ton, and they shoot it from everywhere. There are other teams that are more deliberate, and I will be honest, when the Oilers are struggling in games, I want them shooting the puck more too. I think L.A. creates chaos and a little bit of a psychological uh, perspective because the amount of pucks they put to the net, Mm, Duncan Keith wasn't necessarily buying it. He had these comments on managing LA's shot-heavy approach. I don't know if it's uh, any different. I think you look around the league and there's been lots of games where there's been lots of shots. I think that's part of playoff hockey where you try to keep it simple and get the puck to the net and, and create off of a shot. There you go. Edmonton Oilers and the Los Angeles Kings. It is 12-21 at Edmonton. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line when we come back. NHL today for friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. You're listening to Oilers Now. All right, let's go to a text on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 1224 at Edmonton. Bruce. Sure it's not. They call me Bruce. I'd like to say it's an underrated classic, but it ain't a classic. All right. Uh, Bruce says, Bob, uh, was in L.A. for both games, and Woodcroft did disappoint, especially in Sunday night's game, by not swapping Pugliarvi and Yamamoto on the top line to get something going. He usually deals quicker when things need to happen. Good to see the changes for tonight's game. Thanks from Bruce. I would say that Jay Woodcroft has shown a propensity to be impatient. Uh, and th- we're going to be talking about Paul Yarvey again. I actually think he's in a decent spot here at this time, uh, playing on Nugent Hopkins' line. Maybe an opportunity to carry the puck a little bit more. Um, 
I'm not going to make excuses in terms of, you know, from a productivity perspective. It's funny. You're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't when it comes to Jesse Pogliarvi. I think that the combination of COVID, he's a player to me that has to be physically right. The combination of COVID and a knee injury uh, played a factor in, in sort of curtailing some of his confidence in the second half of the season. Others would say, Stoffy, you're making an excuse he just hasn't delivered. This is a meritocracy, and you got to play, and you got to be ready to go right from the opening shift. We'd all like to see Jesse lean on guys a bit more, skate through guys, um, and, and that's going to have to, you know, evolve. You know, he's, he's now 24. He's not 22 anymore, and you want to see a guy grow and evolve as a player. So that's one guy's opinion. Doesn't mean that I'm right. Doesn't mean that I'm wrong. Take it for what it's worth. I know that he's got very good numbers. Uh, I keep getting reminded of that. But there's also, you know, numbers are a part of the equation in terms of the evaluation of a player. Let's go to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Here's Brendan Escott. Colorado on to the next round. They're the first team to get there, sweeping Nashville with a win last night. Nashville's goaltending situation didn't give much of a chance. Kale McCarr now holding the postseason scoring lead. He's got 10 points in those four games. Wow. NHL draft lottery goes tonight. Tonight? Really? Tonight. Yeah, no, the Oilers aren't involved, so it's <laughs> might, might have slipped under the radar. Patrick Marlowe retired this morning after 23 NHL seasons. He didn't play this most recent season, last in 2020, uh, 21. He had nine points in 56 games, 42 years old now for the second overall pick from 97. Igor Shesterkin, UC Saros, Jacob Markstrom, there's your Vesna Trophy finalists. No surprises there. Bakersfield in Stockton beginning the second round of the Calder Cup playoffs on the uh, road tonight. So they're in Stockton. It's tonight and tomorrow before shifting back. And then the Oil Kings, they won 5-4 in overtime. Jake Neighbors had the winner last night and they've got a 3-0 stranglehold now in their second round series against Red Deer. will be able to sweep it with a win. Well, Red Deer won 5 out of 10 games from Edmonton during the course of the regular season. Uh, the Oil Kings often were down some bodies and last night Red Deer was down two of their top 4D and Jake Neighbors broke through. So I'm going to throw this out there. Patrick Marlowe, 1,779 games played, 566 goals, 1,197 points. Is he a Hall of Famer? Let's see. He had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 30-goal seasons during his NHL career. Never scored 50 goals. Never had more than 83 points in an NHL season. Is he a Hall of Famer? 1,779 games. It used to be if you scored 500 goals, you're a Hall of Famer. He's sort of in that accumulator uh, sort of area that a guy like uh, Mark Recchi might have been, except Recchi won Stanley Cups. I think Marlowe was a heck of a player. Is he a Hall of Fame player? You tell me, uh, and we'll keep playing some U2 tunes on Bono's 62nd birthday. Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec, coming up after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.